Hello there, skiers, and welcome back to episode I can't remember of the Nordic Ski Podcast. I think it's five, right, John? It's four or five. It's one of those two. Too many to keep track of. Um, Yeah, so I'm your host, Hans Dorsch. I'm joined by uh, John DeForest. And for the first time ever, we have a guest on the podcast. Uh, We have Dirk Andrews, one of John, uh, no, sorry, Dirk Andrew, not Andrews, um, from uh, Dartmouth. He's one of John's buddies. Uh, And in addition to being a cross-country skier, he is also a biathlete. So we've got a dual sport guest here on the show today. Uh, Yeah, John, I'll let you just say something so people know you're there and then and Derek, you can make a little introduction as well. But John, why don't you start it out? Just say hello. Yeah, good to be back. Uh, should be fun. We've got some good questions lined up for Dirk. We're going to interrogate the hell out of him. Uh, <laughs> see what's going on in the biathlon world. We've got our multi-sport collegiate athlete here. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we can start with classic question, if you will. Classic or skate? Well, as a biathlete myself, I, I have to say skate because, you know, that's what we do. That's Wait, that's do biathletes do. not classic ski? Is that a lot of thing? No, we don't. Really? Hmm. Didn't they, that, they started as classic before skate, skate was even invented, but then they switched to skate because skate's just better and faster in every way. So that's what I, I'm thinking I back. And I remember watching uh, a couple races. I think it must have been during like the 2018 Winter Olympics because um, that's, that's when it was, right? 18? Because this year was also winter, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was that Olympics. I remember watching. I think it was like Martin Fourcade of like France. Yeah, that dude. That dude's a unit, and he was like really old too. And I remember he just kept winning everything. Um, yeah, yeah. And I guess, I guess thinking thinking back, they didn't they didn't ever do classic. Um, yeah, it's like you go to like you go to like shoot like standing wait because there, there's two biathlon positions, right? Yeah. What's the standing end? Prone. prone. That's what it's called when you're laying down. It's like when they're standing up and firing and they try to ski again, they're like skis just like stick to the mats or whatever with the wax and they just can't keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um, that'd be wrong. pretty funny. They just shoot and they try to ski and they just boom, fall down. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever done that? I'm not. Wow, better than the pros. <laughs> I bet that would happen to me if I try to shoot. Like, well, I don't, I'm a relatively small individual, so like the kick would just like knock me on my butt. <laughs> the rifles yeah. are actually really small, so they're they are they, they are pretty favorite. underpowered, right? What's the caliber again? Uh, twenty two. Twenty two. Okay. Um, so you, my you gun knowledge. Is... Or anything, and it's like yeah, pretty, pretty light. <laughs> so I gotta ask because I've seen like ranges before, and they have one up at at soldier hollow which is where i used to ski in uh utah but like how, how how like long is it from like the distance where you shoot to the target yeah it's 15 meters which 15 is me- i don't know pretty good that's pretty good yeah distance. huh and so like for somebody like who like me who wanted to go and try it out how long would it take me to actually like be able to hit one of the targets because i feel like my skills as like a marksman are, are pretty subpar so how, how how long would it take me to actually be able to like get relatively skilled at that um, it's not too bad to like start hitting targets. Usually mm-hmm. we start people with, um, shooting prone or laying down on the standing size targets because they have two different size targets. Mm, okay. Um, so the standing ones are bigger, which makes it a little easier and you'll, you'll hit targets if you get the position somewhat right, like the first time or two. And I mean, most, and like, even after a few times, you can get pretty good at, and you can hit five pretty easily, but a lot of what makes it difficult is once you start skiing and shooting at, the <laughs> oh, yeah. shooting at 140 beats per minute and 
Yeah. I mean, for, for someone like me, Dirk, I'm not sure if, if John's told you this, but about a month ago, I went to the hospital with a heart problem. Um, <laughs> caffeine yeah, induced. Yeah. And so now it's like, I can't like walk up a flight of stairs without going into like level four, like cardio, like, yeah. So I think, I think I'd probably have to stand there for a few minutes and like after skiing and make sure to not like end up back in the emergency room before. Sh- <laughs> yeah. Um, Oh, can you guys still hear me? There we go. Yeah, yeah. One keeps cutting out. I packed it in the tiniest box. Um, I, I came home from like college a few days ago, and I decided that it would be a good idea to drive because my like, hey, it's only eleven hours, right? Um, it was a disaster packing because for some reason I'm like, let's just like buy a bunch of stuff in college and then keep it in my dorm room. There's no consequences later. I ended up storing half my stuff in a buddy's house, but I tried to take most most of it back with me. My poor car, if you looked at it, like the front wheels were like sticking off the, like the front of the car was like sticking off the top of the ground. The back was just like slanted and there was, there was so much stuff. I didn't have room for the skis, unfortunately. So those are still in Utah. I left the roller skis there as well. Um, Did no like summer wax prep or anything. It's just sitting there enough time. Um, (laughs) John and Dirk just like looked at each other with like a look look of like disgust. (laughs) for my like terrible, like ski, like protection habits. Um, anyway, so I had my like microphone crammed into this like shoe box along with like just thousands of like wires. Um, so I'm glad that it's working. Um, anyway, back to biathlon stuff though. Tell me about like the guns you actually use, because from what I've heard, they're ridiculously expensive. What is like, what is like a starter, like biathlon gun cost? Um, well, let's go, let's go with like, like new too. And then we can talk about like used maybe. Yeah. So basically there's like, there's, um, the company that most people buy their rifles from is called on shoots and they're from Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably 90% of the rifles and they're the best ones that the ones that all the Olympians use. And those go for five grand starting price oh my God. New. <laughs> um, with a stock. That's like a full setup is like five grand. Um, but the good thing about them is they don't depreciate. They're made with like stainless steel and like all the best parts. So they don't depreciate at all. And you can turn around and sell them and there's tons of demand for them so that you can turn around and sell them yeah. for almost the same price. Cool. Like um, move over like GameStop and Dogecoin, start investing in like biathlon guys. <laughs> <laughs> so do they, do they have a range at Dartmouth then or? Yeah. The, um, Dartmouth Adding Club has a range that we share with the, um, so the Bain Bullet Club, they do like target practice with other rifles, but we use it for biathlon. We have two um, biathlon targets there and we have a decent club going. Um, cool. It's actually kind of funny because we restarted it from a club. The same club was going in the 1980s and then just lost interest and <laughs> no one touched the equipment or anything um, <laughs> since then. And then like four years ago, um, two other kids here started it back up. Oh, and sick. just picked up the same equipment, got new targets or used targets from someone else. Mm-hmm. And um, we're using rifles that were made in West Germany right now. So, wow. Okay. <laughs> Do you guys they use this? They work. They're the same, same <laughs> company. They were just the same as my new rifle. Mm-hmm. So um, they don't, they don't depreciate. Yeah. Do, you, Do you guys use the same like racing suits from the eighties? <laughs> Uh, just like racing suits, I don't think. We don't do that much racing, but yeah. Okay, gotcha. It's like it's like all neon and stuff. Like I, don't know. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't yeah, al- yeah. I wasn't alive then. 
<laughs> no, so you here's something you guys are gonna have to do. You're gonna have to take you're gonna have to take John out to the range one time and videotape him like shooting oh, no. for the first time. <laughs> He's been out once or twice, right? Oh, for real, John? How was that? I think I, think I hit a target. Yeah. Very nice. Good. Yeah, cool. Good stuff, man. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I, I really want to get out there and try. Um, let's see. Do you need like like a special like license or anything to like do it? Because I mean, like obviously you're skiing around with like a firearm. So no, you don't. You don't need a license to do it. You just, uh, I needed like some kind of certification to be mm-hmm. like a leader in the biathlon club here to like okay, lead people. Cool. Um, but to actually just do it, you don't need anything. Sweet. Okay. Well, once I can get my hand on a couple grand, <laughs> go and get my. Own. I'm sure you can like rent them places, right? Yeah, like I'm sure at Soldier Hollow you can rent them. Oh yeah, it. totally. And that's totally. a big place. Lots of people train so. there. So. Or pull up to New Hampshire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Make the drive too. <laughs> Just yes. pack all my stuff. Might be. <laughs> might not be able to do that in one day, but. Uh, yeah, make the trip out or just fly. Right. That seems like the more like reasonable thing to do. Or ski. Just go up through Canada. There we go. <laughs> After all, we are. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, guys. I'll see you guys in a month and a half here um i wonder if anybody's ever done that like skied from like one half of the continent to the other just like backcountry that'd be kind of insane write it down john <laughs> episode 100 <laughs> we'll filmed in the middle of the wilderness <laughs> no no I mean, wi-fi walk across so yeah. that's true yeah i wonder if anyone's roller ski that would be, be cool that'd be kind of cool roller ski across the u.s i'm sure that'd be a little Ooh. bit more doable right that's yeah. very doable. People take across all the time. Mm-hmm. Already this one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd probably need, like, let's see, you'd have to go on, like, highways, probably. Or, like, I'm sure you could find some, like, back roads. But, yeah, you need a lot of reflective clothing. And speaking of reflective clothing, John, here comes the here comes the brand, uh, like, sponsor or whatever. Nordic Ski Apparel, guys. We just got some new uh, neon reflective roller ski clothing. Uh, they come in two colors. We got pink. And, uh, is it, is it green or yellow? It's like a mix of both. It's more yellow. Yeah. Um, the pink's personally my favorite. So that's why I don't know. Um, but I, I've got one of the shirts and I've worn it around. All my friends have made fun of me be- for like looking like a highlighter, but I'm like, guys, I don't care. It's <laughs> functional. Uh, it's made out of some really awesome material, uh, that's super kind of workout friendly. So if you want to go take a look at that and get one for your own, you can go to nordicskiapparel.com. Uh, and for the podcast listeners, John and I were joking about this, how nobody's used the code yet, but if you type podcast, uh, in the discount code at the bottom of your order, you can get 10% off. So nordicskiapparel.com, uh, go check it out guys. All right. End of, end of the sponsorship. If you guys, and my microphone, I'm plugging in. There we go. We're back. There we go. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> that might, be- uh, we'll get it sorted out, but anyway, yeah. So end of the sponsor, um, if you guys skip through, we're back to talking about real scuff stuff right now. So anyway, so yeah talked about biathlon stuff that's awesome um i think i'd definitely like to give it a try someday um just because it looks cool uh i used to shoot like trap and ski a lot with my dad um i haven't done it in a while so it'd be fun to do that um let's see john i think we have a few more questions to ask um we're gonna start doing this for i think every uh you know like guest on the podcast um should we do should we do wax flavor first I think we should. Yeah. Dirk, so, are you, are, yeah, let's, let's explain yeah. the context behind this. John, I'll let you right, do it. Of course. <laughs> All right. So this is a little phenomenon going around, possibly propagated by pants. No one Absolutely propagated by me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's, he's willing to take it. Yeah. Uh, I'll so, own it. 
There's this joke floating around about eating wax. Are you a, a wax eating connoisseur? Avid wax consumer. <laughs> I am. It's, it's my favorite. Let's go. <laughs> so are you more of like a hard wax guy, clister? What's your preferred? Spray like, on. Oh, a spray um, on. As a biathlete and a skate skier, I have to eat glide wax. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm personally, I'm a clister man myself, but we'll allow it. <laughs> Um, okay, so you got like a favorite flavor? Like which C8 do you prefer? I mean, I like some good crunchy like LF4. LF4. Ooh. 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 You gotta get the floors in there. You know, I've I've heard I've I've never too much. Not too much LF. I've never I've never tried LF4. I've heard it's kind of an acquired taste for wax, right? As far as it goes. I don't know. You know, this is probably a good time to put a disclaimer. Please do not actually eat ski wax because I don't want to get like linked back to this. Somebody's in the R and they're like, why, why would you, why would you eat ski wax? And like, it's the guy from Nordic ski podcast. He told me to, um, all jokes. Uh, anyway, so yeah, good to know. John, we're going to have to write that down. LF4. Um, we we currently have one tally for that. So for future guests, um, we'll have to compare those, compare those results. Um, okay, let's go ahead and move on to the next question here. Dirk, I got to know, who is your favorite skier if you have one? Um, I personally like Claybo. He's obviously <laughs> like everyone likes him. Yeah, right? You could definitely choose worse skiers to be fans of, I got to say. Yeah, this is very true. Very <laughs> John, true. I don't think of, with everything, so. John, I don't think I've ever actually asked yours. Who's your favorite skier, John? I like watching Simonex Dick Kruger do V2 over 15K. That's cool. <laughs> He's very smooth. Very smooth. Yeah. Nice. You know, Richard Ju, too. The sprint. Okay. I like the sprint. Yeah. It's really funny because I'm nodding along and pretending like I know who these people really are. But <laughs> I recognize about like five or six names. Um, I couldn't even tell you half the people on like the US team. Um, yeah. I know that like. Jesse Diggins is cool. <laughs> and start, a couple of those other guys. It's really, I mean, well, she signed, she signed a t-shirt of mine, so I better know who she is. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I was just thinking about the other day, how much do you think I could sell that for if I auctioned it? You know, it's got like, it's got like five or six signatures from like us ski team athletes. I'm sure I could get hey. like $7 for it. <laughs> Maybe, eight. <laughs> yeah. Maybe eight. Yeah. You know, I just put up like a like an eBay thing that people like bid on it, and see what I could get up to. Yeah, and then just like and then just like spend like like close the voting or just like put my own money on it so I can actually keep it because like, I don't want to give that away. It's, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we joke about putting a price. It is priceless. Yeah, can't believe you're talking about selling it. I would never. <laughs> hey. Hey. I, I almost had to take it out of the frame that it was in because it almost didn't fit in my car, and luckily I I managed to squeeze it in. Um, I had to sacrifice a few other things. Like I just like, I had to throw away so much stuff in my room, but I kept, I made sure to keep the, the, the frame with the shirt in it. Did I cut out again? Can you hear me? Okay. What's that? The fourth time now, maybe that'll just be the title of this episode. Hans's mic just sucks. Um, but yeah, so we made that, that made it back. Um, more important than the actual skis though. Right. Of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah Dirk, I actually have, one quick question, circling back to the wax. Brother. Yeah, I got off topic here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Since this is the main focus of our episode. So is this LF4, is that because you hate that wax or because you love that wax? Because like mm. vegetarians, 
you know, you either are a vegetarian because you hate plants and want to eat them, or because you like plants and want to eat them. Which side do you fall on for the wax? Like get I rid eat. of it or just like it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I eat it because I hate the wax. Have you ah. ever tried to wax with LF4 or anything? Oh, pain wax? in the ass. You yeah. just hate it. So <laughs> you just have to use it all. Gotcha. The fans yeah. had to know. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's pretty funny. Um, hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to think of my favorite like type of wax, but there's just too many to choose from, you know? Um. Yeah. Okay. So here's another story we're talking about. And this kind of circles back to baffling stuff a little bit. Um, Dirk, you were talking about like some excursion went on in Europe skiing. And I can't remember the name of the place. Davos, was that what it's called? Um, yeah. You were talking a little bit about that. And yeah, so I mean, go into it a little bit. And we'll have to kind of go quick here because our Zoom meeting is actually about to like run out. <laughs> we record this on zoom by the way for the people that, that like didn't know because we don't know how else to do it so we have exactly <laughs> seven minutes and 10 seconds left so we'll go ahead and like speed run through this but yeah tell us about davos and actually yeah what that is uh yeah so over spring break for Dartmouth, i went to with my family went to davos Switzerland, which is a sweet place to go skiing downhill and nordic um, mm-hmm. They host World Cups there. If you don't watch World Cups, the World Cups, the by World the way. Cup. Yeah. I'm very jealous. <laughs> so it's super cool to ski on those trails. So I, I think I skied uh, every trail in the town of Davos um, in one day. Um, and wow. yeah, super cool to ski on the same trails that you see in the um, videos and pictures of World Cup skiers. Mm-hmm. So I gotta say, I think Switzerland's probably on the top of like my list of like countries I want to go visit. It's yeah, that, and maybe like I think Norway and Iceland are two that I really want to go to as well. But yeah, it's super cool. Basically. It's super cool to go in the spring because this was um, April and it was there's was like four feet of snowpack, but it was wow. like 55 degrees. Oh, which wow. was just insane. Dang. Yeah. Peak, peak spring skiing. Yeah. Every day is an extra blue day in Switzerland. <laughs> it's perfect. It's actually kind of weird because you wake up in the morning and everything's frozen. Like all the trails are perfectly groomed, but they're just like sheets of ice. But then by like 9 a.m. the sun comes out and then just like become nice and soft. So sweet. Okay. Yeah, I can't relate. Seeing Washington Hills is just like cold, like rainy and just blah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, New England's sometimes like that. <laughs> John, do you still have snow there or? Or is no. it start? Is is yeah, it gone? Yeah. yeah, that's a shame. I, when I was driving back, uh, the way that I come from Utah to Seattle, like goes right through like the Snoqualmie Pass, which is where we ski. Oh yeah, there was like I think we saw like two small piles of snow, but it was, oh, it was just like pouring rain the whole time. Oh. Um, and Cabin Creek, which is the place we ski, it just looked miserable. It was so sad. Um, but yeah. So anyway, it, it's officially time to start transitioning back into roller skiing, unfortunately. Although, yeah, New England is this famous mud season. And yeah. So it was, a, it was a very depressing end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. I remember that from Alaska, too. There was a period just during, like, it's, I think it's probably right now, actually, kind of like May, where everything's just brown. Because <laughs> all the, the snow melts, right, and everything's just dead. So, yeah. Brown yeah. and gray. It's yeah. Gray. I, so, so Dirk, you, you live in the state, right? But John, are, are you coming back for summer or what's your plan? Uh, I think I'm going to spend about half the summer here in New Hampshire, do some research, and then I'll probably pop back to Washington and maybe we can go roller skiing. Right? Yeah. Maybe we'll just like meet in the middle, you know, you ski get from. Your, get your monthly cardio in. Right? right? Yeah. Just do it all in one day. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just don't have to worry about it for the rest of the <laughs> month. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It carries over too, right? I can just spread it out. Yeah. I mean, if that was the case, I'd, put, I'd probably still have some like leftover from my days of actual skiing, but that's true. Unfortunately, not. Um, I found that pickleball right now is my source of cardio. I'm such a pickleball fanatic. They need to find. I kind of do, don't I? They need to find a way to combine like sports with like cross country skiing. Like I would pay so much money for a cross country ski like ultimate frisbee league. Think about how sick that would be. (laughs) We used to do so much stuff like that uh, on my old racing team, just like games and stuff. Um, Yeah. Anyway, fellas, we are running out of time on the Zoom call, um, but I think we've had a decent amount of time talking here. So, any last words, like? From let's see, John, John or Dirk here. Anything, anything sure. else to say? Follow yeah. Dirk you got Andrew on Strava for yeah. more. <laughs> <laughs> got to do the shout out. You want your? You want? You have like an Instagram too or anything? <laughs> Feel free to just <laughs> yeah, shout it out. Instagram. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's at Dirk Andrew. Dirk Andrew, so. sweet. All right, yeah. Well, I'm gonna go have to follow you too because I don't think I've done that yet. So, but anyway, <laughs> go check them out, guys. Um, Dirk, I'm going to get you a, a discount code for, for Nordic ski apparel too. It'll be a little bit more than 10% as a thank Say. you for coming on. So yeah, I appreciate you for being the first kind of guest on the pod. Um, who knows, maybe we'll have to ba- have you back on the show in a couple months here to catch up, talk more update. about math on stuff. Yeah. Get an update. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, all right, well, that'll do it for this episode, the Nordic ski podcast. Once again, I can't remember which one, um, But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Keep skiing uphill. Take care, everybody. Thanks, guys. See ya.